This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendor. It's pastor here at Radio Missions, First Baptist Church of Algiers in New Orleans, Louisiana, where we used to be until the storm Katrina came along. Now been several years now, hadn't it? Seemed like it was almost yesterday that Katrina came through and washed us out of New Orleans, and the Lord went before us, moved up here to Walker, and uh, was able to sell all the property we had there in New Orleans. We had no insurance. We couldn't rebuild. We just sold the property. And moved up here, and the Lord gave us grace to relocate and build a new facilities here. We have a chapel and a bookstore now, and the Lord goes before us day by day. And we are, we are here now uh, every Sunday with, with our regular services, and then the old trailblazer day after day coming out, riding old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. So we're happy to be with you. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old trailblazer, and... Uh, before we get started, I want to just mention to you, many of you have written me and uh, answered our little survey that we were taking about whether anybody was listening or not. And many of you have written me and tell me that you appreciate the broadcast and, and uh, hope we don't go off your station. But let me ask you, let me just lay something on your heart. Would you help us with the broadcast? We're, we're facing some uh, trying times. I call them trying times. It's trying for me. I have to wait on the Lord. I have no re- no way of of raising of funds. I can't get out and work and make a, make money to pay these stations with. I just have to depend on the Lord and depend upon you to help me with the broadcast. And if you're interested, uh, surely you enjoy the old trailblazer you tell me, but would you help me with the broadcast also? Would you help me with the financing just a little bit? And someone told me the other day, said, Trailblazer, you never mention money. You don't ask folks to help you. You ought to go ahead and ask folks. Well, we're not, we're not, we don't have that uh, uh, reputation of begging for money. No, we're not going to do that. But also, we're not going to go in debt. One of the things about this ministry, we don't go in debt. We don't owe uh, anyone anything except our regular current uh, uh, expenses that we have day by day and our current radio expenses. We pay them every month. And when we can't pay them, we go off that station. And so if you would, I, folks say, well, you don't mention it enough that you that how much these radio stations cost. Well, they're very expensive. And so if you like the gospel to keep going out, you, you write me and call me and tell me you want to help with the broadcast. Let's get back to our study. We're looking now, have been for several weeks now, on the blood in the Old Testament. And it's, we're going slowly, and that's what I like to do. I don't like to rush through anything, do you? But we'd come down there to where the Lord had uh, had uh, sent Moses to Pharaoh and told him to let his people go. And we saw there where they they had been commanded to uh, to catch up a lamb and keep it up for 14 days. And uh, so we, that's where we were in our last study. The lamb had been waiting since the 10th day of the month, and it was evening time now. And there was a holy hush that settled upon the land of Goshen. That's where the Israelite children were. They were under judgment. They were facing judgment. They were facing death of the firstborn in every home, for the decree had gone out that that night the death angel would pass through the land of Egypt, and every firstborn of every family, firstborn of the cattle and the sheep and the goats and the chickens and the hogs and whatever they raised, everything. And the Scripture says there in Exodus twelve twelve, I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. This night, don't you like that? I, I like the positives of the Bible. He said, "This night, this night." I remember, uh, I remember that story there of the rich man. Uh, you you remember the story 
where he was, I believe he was sitting on his front porch and his reapers were bringing in the hay and the grain. And, and he says, oh, what am I going to do? My barns are all full and I don't have no place to put all this, this uh, crop that they're bringing in. And he says, I know what I'll do. I'll tear those old barns down and I'll build some new ones. And there I'll bring all that grain and I will say to my soul, soul, Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Thou hast much goods laid up. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. And I believe he sat back in his old high-back rocker, maybe took a drag off of his old corncob pipe, and thought he was doing well. And all of a sudden, the Lord said, Thou fool, this night, not, not later on, this night, tonight, Thy soul shall be required of thee. Just like right here it says, uh, This night, this night, I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, man and beast, against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord, according to Exodus 12, 12. What an hour. What an hour they faced, my friend. Oh, what an hour. Listen, awakened sinner, you who tell me that you're not saved, you who have never told me that, but you know in your heart that you're not saved, let me ask you something. Do you ever think about your soul? Do you think about where you're going to spend eternity? Can I just ask you at this time, where where are you going to spend eternity? If your soul was required of thee this night, where would you spend eternity? I get phone calls uh, often here at the office. Brother Pastor, so-and-so passed away last night. So-and-so passed away. Some call me and say, you know, so-and-so went on to be with the Lord last night. Some call me and say, well, you know, so-and-so died last night. Oh, my friend, what if I get a call and it's you, you who hear me all over this nation on the old trailblazer, you who have written me and said, I want to be saved. What if I get a call tonight, today, and say, Pastor, uh, so-and-so went out into eternity. What am I supposed to think? Am I saying, thank you, Lord. Blessed be those who die in the Lord. Oh, but my friend, he said, this night, this night, I will execute judgment. What an hour. You who are at this moment facing the judgment of God, I wish you were. I wish you realized it. I wish the judgment of God hung over your head so vividly until you felt it, until you acknowledged it, and I wish you realized that you were abiding under the wrath of an almighty God and that you're under the sentence of death because the soul that sinneth, it shall die, according to Ezekiel 18.4. Now you tell me, folks write me occasionally, call me, say, Trevor, I don't want to hear that. I, I don't want to hear that. I, 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 I preach John 3.16. Well, my friend, the Lord, in, when he called me into this ministry here as your pastor, as the pastor of this ministry, he gave me this verse of Scripture that said, Preach the gospel. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke with all long suffering." And I have sat before that verse of Scripture, and I have meditated upon my responsibility, my friend. I am the watchman on the wall. It's my 
responsibility to watch for your soul, no matter who you are. If you're part of this ministry or not, whether you hear this broadcast, you may be an old trucker up there on I-40 somewhere, heading down I-40 with a load of hazmat material or a load of steel or a load of sweet potatoes or anything. My friend, are you saved? Trucker, are you saved? Oh, I have, I have people call me and say, uh, pray for me, Pastor, I'm not saved. But listen, listen, the Lord said to this group here, this night, this night, this night, the sinner that never feels the sword of justice never turns to the Lord for salvation. The sinner who never feels the keen edge of the sword of justice and the sin avenging God upon sin and upon him because he is a sinner will never stoop to slay the sacrifice and will never realize what it means to have a sacrifice. I want to tell you something. Oh, I was there one day. The sentence of God was upon me. It was a dark day. It was a dark hour. Helpless and hopeless and doomed and damned with no way out but to be pardoned by a sovereign, eternal God. It was there that the old trailblazer came to the Lord, bowed unto the sacrifice, and uh, claimed it as my own. For God had said, the blood shall be to you for a token upon the doorpost where you are, the house. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. In other words, the only difference between the Jew and the Egyptian in that dark hour was the blood. Because God said, I, I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. And I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. The Jews were there in the land of Egypt. They were under the judgment of God just as much as those Egyptians were. That's right. They were not anything. They had no uh, redeeming value. No. And I know folks uh, who hear me and listen to me. I know they, they have some sort of feeling. Well, you know, uh, my mother and dad were great Christians, and maybe they were. Well, my grandpa was a pastor. Maybe he was. And you call yourself some sort of special. Maybe you think that you can get to heaven on, on, the, on the grace that the Lord has poured into your family. No, my friend. No, sir. The old saying we had when I was a kid, every tub has to sit on its own bottom. That's right. Listen, listen. And uh, listen, he said, he said of that group, I'm going to save them. I'm going to redeem them. He showed them the way out, and they submitted to it. When you hear anyone say, I want to be saved, but I'm not going to be saved like that old trailblazer says, listen, you can put it down, my friend. He doesn't want to be saved because I'm bringing you salvation by blood and by power. I'm preaching God's way out, my friend. I only have one way. I only have one message. That is that man is a sinner. Christ died for sinners. I have folks write me. Say, Pastor, what do you preach? What is it that you preach? What, what stands out about the preaching of radio mission? I asked a young preacher the other day, came in the bookstore, and we were discussing things, and I asked him, I said, what is the difference in this ministry and where you, where you preach? I asked him that. I said, what is the difference? And he stuttered and stammered, and oh, he, he couldn't tell me. And I said, well, I'll tell you the difference. You preach... You preach some soft soap messages. You give folks an invitation to come down in front and shake your hand, and you call that salvation. That's not salvation. We preach that man must be awakened 
are alarmed or enlightened to the fact that he's a sinner and that he's an adverse to God, that he's a, in, in, in direct opposition to the Lord, and he's been a sinner all his life. And we preach that you must be awakened to that fact. And then you come to hear and to see and to know that there is a, there is a substitute available. There was a sacrifice made on Calvary's cross, and we preach that God has to do the work. The Holy Spirit does the enlightening, and the Lord has to bring you to see that for you will ever cry unto the Lord. Have you ever cried to the Lord for salvation, my friend? I don't. Most folks don't because they don't see themselves as in need. If you don't see yourself in need, no. If you're not, if you're not hungry, a good, good savory steak doesn't bother you. No. But if you're hungry, you've been out in the field all day working like we were when we was coming up. And my mom had hot biscuits and bacon and, and uh, sausage and, and uh, things cooked when we got close to the house. Boy, you could smell it. But if you had just eaten, it wouldn't bother you. But my friend, it's just so. If you never hunger and thirst after the righteousness of Christ, seeing yourself in need, you never come to Christ. You never be saved. Oh, no, just like you won't go to the doctor unless you know you're sick. But my friend, the old trailblazer is going to keep on keeping on, and we're looking at the blood, and I'm going to get you that song I called to tell you about Brother uh, Roloff. Maybe I can get it and uh, play it this week on one of our messages. And uh, the blood goes deeper than the stain. Oh, the blood goes deeper than the stain. That's what we're speaking of, the blood. Everything is concerned with the blood, my friend. But the old trailblazer, running out of time, it gets by so quickly, doesn't it? Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. And uh, would you do that? Pray for me. And uh, holler back across the fence and tell someone the old trailblazer is on. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.